0: Visionary Womenpreneurs are changing the world through the impact of their businesses. Businesses that impact their communities, their region, and the world. Here at Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio, we are honored to bring these women together to tell you about their vision, their impact, how they overcame the challenges that they faced, and how they made it happen for their business. Join me in welcoming all of the guests that we bring here so that we can continue to change the world. Hey, hey, this is Donna Price. Welcome to Visionary Women Printers Radio. Today I have an incredible guest, Marisa Ferreira, who is an empowerment coach and mentor passionate about helping men and women who are struggling with conflict and drama in their family and personal relationships. She works to create healthy, loving boundaries within their family so they can stand in their power. She shows them how to transform conflict into opportunities to heal and create deeper and more meaningful relationships. Marisa is the number one international best-selling author of the book, Magnify Your Magnificence, your pathway to the life and relationships you truly desire. She's well known for following her heart and inspiring and encouraging others to do the same. Her faith and trust in listening to her inner guidance led her to attract the love of her life and build her dream life in the beautiful country of Colombia, South America. Please join me in welcoming Marisa Ferreira to the show today. Great. Well, welcome to Visionary Women Radio today, Marisa. I'm so thrilled to have you here from Colombia. Thank you for having me. I I know that the focus of your business is working on people's relationships and connections and developing boundaries and and in their personal relationships. And it's so important for us to all have good relationships, right? Um, So what do you see as being the cause of conflicts for people within their relationships?
1: Well, we we all know that um, all relationships have conflicts, whether people address them or not, avoid them or not, they're there. And what I believe is uh, the underlying core of the conflicts is that people get triggered based on the actions of others. So sometimes we get triggered because of what somebody does. Sometimes we're triggered because of something they don't do. Sometimes we're triggered by what they say or what they don't say. And the triggers are often based on expectations we have around all of that. And when we're triggered, what I believe happens, and I know this is what happens for me and what happens with my clients, is that it activates a core wound from childhood that has not been healed. Mm -hmm. And so we react to what's going on. We're not able to just respond calmly and lovingly because we're reacting from that place of woundedness.
0: So when you're working with people, do you help them to go back to find that core wound or on healing the trigger? Or how do you,
1: what direction do you go in with people? Like where is it important to focus? Sure, sure, that's a great question. I, I take my clients through what I call a transformational journey. And the first step of that journey is to uncover what those core wounds are because many times they're unconscious. We're we're reacting and we really believe that we're upset about what's happening right now. Because we think, well, if you didn't just say what you just said, I wouldn't be angry. Or if you didn't just do what you just did, I wouldn't be angry. And so we really believe that it's what's happening in the present moment that's causing our upset. So I help people unravel all of that and go back to what's really underneath that. What What are they making that present experience mean, mm. and usually they attach a meaning to it because of the past wound so we we look at w- uncovering what the wound is what are they making it mean for example they're making it mean i'm not good enough how many times do we have that thought going on right or um you think i'm stupid that was one of my core wounds right yeah. so if somebody would say something innocently uh, in a relationship i would just get upset and angry Thinking they think I'm stupid which they're looking at me like they weren't thinking that yeah so it's something that was inside of me so the trigger brings out what's inside of you so the first step you have to uncover what the wounds are and so of course the second step is healing so yes we have different tools and strategies and processes that I take my clients through to help them to heal those wounds and healing is in layers sometimes people want to believe that we can just heal something and then it's done Yep. And I wish it was that please, easy, please. <laughs> I, I wish, right? I mean, I've been working on myself and healing from past trauma and abuse for over 40 years. Yep. And I wish I could say I never get triggered anymore. I'm just, you know, everything's great. I always can respond from a loving calm place and that isn't the case. But what I can say is that I don't get triggered nearly as often as I used to in the past. And when I do, I'm much more able to recognize faster that I've been triggered. And then I can go and do some more healing work on another layer. Because what happens is in relationships, there are our greatest teachers, because whenever you're triggered, that's why I tell people triggers are the catalyst for healing and for creating deeper connections with the people we care about. Because as soon as you're triggered, you know there's some work to be done there. Your work, not the other person. They got their right. own work to do, but we need to take care of ours. So step one of the journey, uncover the wounds. Step two, is heal from those wounds. And then the third step is to be able to create healthy boundaries that honor you while also respecting others. Because one of the reasons a lot of people don't have healthy boundaries is because of their wounds. They're afraid to stand up for themselves and speak their truth. They might be afraid of being judged or criticized and all of that. So those are the three stages that I take them through. Okay, so does everybody have wounds? I haven't met anybody who doesn't. I mean, if somebody right. says they don't, all, uh, what I can say is this, if you ever, ever feel angry, disappointed, hurt, those are clues that you've got wounds. Yeah. Because that's all being triggered from the past because otherwise we would just be able to have our experiences in life and say, even if we don't like something, we wouldn't get like feel devastated or feel get depressed right. or, or get really angry about something. We'd be able to look at it and say, wow, that's not something I really want in my life. And we'd be able to respond and act responsibly yep. instead of reacting. Right. So, I mean, if somebody says they don't have any, any wounds, they're probably just not conscious of them. So I would ask them, do you ever get upset with anybody? Do you have any judgments? Because judgments is another clue for us right? Yeah. If we're judging somebody, where is that judgment coming from? Well, I would think
0: that you could have some people that would say, you know, I had a happy childhood. Yes. And yes. like, yes, you could have a happy childhood and still have wounds. from Exactly. And I remember reading a book where they talked about um, some of the wounds could be because the child because you're a child and it's your perception of what somebody's done yes. or said,
1: yes, even if it exactly. wasn't
0: their intent
1: yes, to be hurtful, it, but the way exactly. you understood it, you were wounded by it. Exactly. And that's a really good point that you raised. And, and that's part of when I uh, mentioned earlier about the meaning that we attach to things. Right. As children, we, we do attach meaning to all our experiences and even as adults. But if we're talking about the wounds that we carry with us from our childhood, we might feel that our parent uh, didn't love us because they spanked you or right. they were like in my case, um, you know, I did grow up with a lot of emotional and physical abuse. My father was a really big man. He was very scary. I was terrified of him. Now, I grew up for a long time. I hate to say the word hate, but, you know, as a kid, it was, you know, scare, fear turns into hate, right. right? I mean, that's happening even today in our world, right? Yes. Um, it's a natural thing. And, of course, you know, uh, I felt a lot of shame around that and had to work through, through those feelings as well. But what, the reason I brought it up is because my interpretation was that, you know, maybe he didn't love me, but he did love me. He just Mm -hmm. didn't know how to discipline properly. He was also abused as a child. He didn't have the tools for parenting in a more loving way. So from his perspective, you know, being an immigrant as well from Italy, right, they're all very strict anyways, but from his perspective, if he didn't, you know, rule with an iron fist, what would happen to his daughters? We might become, you know, drug addicts, alcoholics, you know, all this stuff. So he was doing it because of love, Even though I might have interpreted it differently. So, as I went through my healing process, I was able to see what was really going on and recognize that he was also acting from his own past pain and wounds that he never healed and it just was getting carried on. So, for you to heal your wounds, does he have to heal as
0: well? Or can you heal the wounds? Like, is it just,
1: are you just responsible for your own? do you know what I'm saying I I absolutely know what you're saying and it's a great question and the the truth is we can we can only be responsible for ourselves because we have absolutely no control over the choices of others it doesn't matter what we want what we desire for them Um, we are responsible for healing ourselves but the beauty of it is when you heal yourself those around you heal because you start to show up differently. You've got a different energy around you, you're communicating in a different way, so you're modeling what's possible. And they may or may not ask you how you're doing it, or they may want to learn more. But in my father's case, I I didn't expect him to heal or to even, I didn't even need him. Well, for many years, I think I wanted an apology, right? And that's Well, that's
0: what I was thinking, is like, you could say, I can't heal until
1: he apologizes. Exactly, exactly. But the problem with that is that's giving our our power away, right? Yeah. I was giving him the power that I cannot be well in my life. I cannot right. be happy in my life. I can never heal from my past unless you do something, which right. is say, I'm sorry. I mean, that is totally making right. me powerless. So yep. when I accepted the fact that it's not, whether he can apologize or not, I can heal myself. I, I deserve to be happy as we all do. And we don't need anything from anyone in order for that to happen. And as long as we're holding on to the belief that we do, we're stuck. It's a self-imposed prison. Right. Well, right? I think
0: that's a really important um, thing for people to understand is that our own like health or wellness isn't dependent on the actions of the other person exactly Um, and so i know that one of the things that you talk about on that i saw on your website was about boundaries and that seems like something um that becomes important then in developing your own health or is creating some boundaries for yourself so is that like, how do you help people figure out like how you do that what
1: those are that's a, that's great yeah well first of all people usually have an idea of, of the boundaries that they don't have because whenever you give your power away that that that's a boundary that you don't have in place right, right. so if you're not speaking up for yourself we look at what's stopping the person from taking a stand and, and expressing themselves authentically and usually I mean, it's based on some kind of fear. Like I had mentioned before, they might be afraid of being attacked verbally, uh, being criticized, um, you know, being even rejected from their family, right? Because sometimes, yep. you know, depending on your family dynamics, it's kind of like there's expectations from other family members. And if you don't show up the way they expect you to, and usually they expect you to be exactly the way you were growing up, we all have our roles, right? And if you try to break out it free from your role that's not serving you, it upsets the whole family dynamic. And that's another big part of uh, what I help my clients with is look at those family dynamics that they grew up with right? and what roles are they playing now and what's serving them and what isn't. And so it's really important to be able to, to identify what those are so that you can create boundaries. And one of the things around boundaries that some people don't realize is that when we don't have a boundary there is a payoff for it like when we when we say yes to everything because we're you know afraid of of, of saying a no for example mm-hmm. what's the payoff well the payoff is feeling accepted feel but it's a false sense of acceptance right it's not unconditional which is what okay. we want right so we look at what are their payoffs and what stories have they made up around the lack of boundaries and how can they create new more empowering stories and how can they take a stand from a loving place, because that's the important thing. That's why we do the healing work first, because what happens with some people when they don't heal their wounds and they just try to, you know, say, that's it. I'm not being a doormat anymore. I'm going to make some boundaries. They, they do it in a very forceful aggressive way. Right. Right. It's like, nobody's going to treat me like that ever again, or how dare you this and that. And so it's coming from anger. It's not coming from love. And so I wanna help people come from love because it's a lot harder for other people to react to you when your energy is coming from love. And it's not saying they won't, but it right. won't be as hostile. Right. right.
0: So, well you can yeah, feel the but,
1: difference even as you talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> and I
0: showed <and, and laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: <it's> like, <laughs> exactly. And we've all experienced it, right? I mean we've yeah. been that way too, because I remember when I was first trying to take a stand for myself, for example. Because I mean I grew up where you know speaking is just not safe it's better to just be, be quiet and invisible so yeah. I, that's that's what i did right so when i was in my first marriage well first i was in a relationship with somebody where i was acting out more the, the passive role you know because yeah. that's all i knew just to get along i didn't have an opinion about anything Uh, you know, he'd say, Oh, what movie do you want to go to? Oh, it doesn't matter. Where do you want to go? You know, what do you want to go to eat? Oh, it doesn't matter. I had no idea what I liked, what I did because I never learned how to, well, I had shut that part of me down. Let's put it that way. Right. So I was like, I don't know. Well, that relationship came and went and then I ended up married to someone else years later. And the interesting thing was I was trying on a new role where I'm going to stand up for myself right but I was coming more from the anger and I was getting angry a lot and I was like because I had a husband who was very nice but he was more like um uh what do they call it not covert when people are kind of aggressive I think it's covert covert aggression so it was kind of like not coming home on time for dinner even though he said he would and stuff like that you know it seems like nothing but over time things would really upset me so I I was at the other end of the pendulum right so I went from being kind of this meek and everything's fine who didn't (laughs) know herself to this you know wicked witch of the west kind of thing I feel sorry for him now but you know that relationship ended after 10 years but again what's interesting was I ended up ending it not him so that was a surprise but in any case the reason I brought it up is we play on these different roles until but I was continuing to heal until and I recognize, wait a minute, I don't want to be either one of Neither one of those is who I really am. Right. Right. It's just, they're both acting out of, out of woundedness. Yeah. Right. I, I want to connect with my authentic self. So once you connect with who you are, I believe all of us deep inside, we're just these loving, beautiful, magnificent beings, you know, just trying to do our best in this world with all the, you know, things that we've experienced. It's not easy. So step by step, we, we do the healing work and we can create those boundaries where we can say to somebody in a loving way, if they're verbally attacking, you know what, um, I can tell that you're upset right now and that's okay, because people's feelings are fine. You can validate them. Well, yep. Then you go on to say, but you know what, it's not okay for you to be yelling and screaming at me. Right. I, I would appreciate it if you would just you know, calm down. We can continue having this conversation, but if you're not ready to do that, I'm just going to leave or hang up or whatever. That's taking a stand. Yeah. Not from you stop talking to me like that and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, hey, this is not okay. Right? Yep. But we yep. have to take responsibility for our own boundaries and say what's okay and what's not because that's another thing. People think they wanna blame other people, but no one's to blame, not you and not them. We need to let go of the blame game, I keep saying. Right. It's just blame just, who wins when you start pointing right. fingers? yeah it doesn't solve anything no no not at all one of the
0: things that you said was about family dynamics and i always think of it as a a dance almost you have these kind of patterns of behavior that or arguments and you can watch like if you could step out and watch yourself Yes. see that like he or she does this and he or she responds like this and it just and I always tell my kids, like, you have to, if you change the dance, yes. like, you change one step in this dynamic, the whole thing changes. Exactly. Because now that, per, the other person's,
1: like, off balance, like, if you think of it as dancing. Sure, sure, um, sure. And in yeah. the same token, with the same analogy, you're going to step on some toes, and it might hurt. Yeah. As you rearrange The dance routine, to be prepared for that. So again, going back
0: to the doing it from that place of love, I guess that's important, but that doesn't mean that people aren't going to get hurt along the way.
1: No, and that's a really good point, because that's one of the things that stops people from having boundaries. One of the things a lot of people tell me is they're afraid of hurting somebody else's feelings, right? Right. And I get that. I mean, who wants to hurt somebody else? It, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't feel good to see that your actions are, are saying no to helping somebody when you know you could, but it's, right. you know you're doing it out of obligation. So there's not a really clean yes. Um, it doesn't feel good. However, again, just like other people are not responsible for our feelings, we're not responsible for theirs. So we can still be compassionate with how they're feeling. But if we allow the feelings of others to dictate the choices we make, that's another giving your power away. You're, you're, you, you, how do you do that? I mean, everybody wants different things, needs different things, has different wounds that they're operating from. So you're going to have to be like a chameleon, this way with that person, this way with that person. Like you got to change who you are depending on who you're with right right but when you take a stand to connect with who you really are and you again heal the wounds because you can't come across loving with someone if you still have a lot of your own stuff in the way right but when you can communicate from that place and you take responsibility for your own feelings your own actions everything you actually demonstrate to other people and give them permission to be the same with you and that's another reason why some people don't have boundaries is because They know if they take that stand, other people might, and they might not Mm -hmm. get what they want anymore either. It's a two-way street, (laughs) right? (laughs) Right? Yeah, definitely. Because how many times do we get upset with somebody else because they don't do what we want them to do? We need to give people the freedom of choice as well. Right. Well, and I think in
0: relationships, there has to be some, I mean, there's work in relationship as well. Absolutely. And compromise. Like, it's not all my way. Yes. So, like, when we're living together or working together, Mm -hmm. like, we need to have that communication so that we're figuring what those boundaries are, but also maybe compromising to some extent. Do you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it depends. Um, I'm not sure I like the word compromise so much because sometimes compromise feels like you're you're um giving up something yeah it does right uh, it, just the, the word um, so i i what i do when i work you know in terms of relationships with say with couples because that's a, you know, obviously there's a lot of conflict the more time you spend with somebody the more opportunity for conflict obviously no. right because right. you are together that's why this whole situation now is so hard for people because they're spending no. more and more time together right So I look at it more from if you can, again, both people are committed to peace and harmony in the relationship. They have to both want that because if one person wants that and the other one just wants to get their own way, it's going to be really hard. So we need to let go of, it has to be my way. Right. And be open. So it's kind of like, this is what I want. This is what you want. How can we create a third circle that can, that can, that we can both right. feel good about. And so that's what, like you said, communication is the key. What's important is to talk about why this is important to you, the other person, why that's important, because you'll find when you really get down to it, most of the time, one person in the relationship, uh, when you're talking about any particular issue, one person is more, um, I don't know, what's the word there, it's more important to them right. than it is to the other, like something as simple as Um, putting your, like we don't have a dishwasher, but people do, but something as simple (laughs) and as insignificant as putting your dishes in the dishwasher, right? For one person, if it's like really important to them to have a nice clean place and blah, 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 and the other one doesn't really care, then the other one can, can maybe just put it in there because it creates a peaceful, harmonious relationship. So you're doing it out of love, not out of so the person doesn't yell and scream at you for how many times do I have to tell you blah, blah, blah. It becomes an agreement. Right. So I like to look at it as how can we create agreements with each other that nobody's going to walk away feeling like you're getting, you're winning, I'm losing. Like how can we create a win-win? And when you really sit down and speak heart to heart, not ego mind to ego mind, like I said, where you want to blame, point fingers, get your own way. But when you really, really, really speak from your heart, you can come to an agreement. Mm-hmm. On on what's gonna work for both of you. There's right. always a solution. Yep.
0: And do you ever um work like it seems like some of that is good like before you're deep in 20 years into the relationship.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's never like too late ahead of time. <laughs> yes, it's never too late, but it is much easier ahead of time, for sure because and that's something that um, my current husband and i did when we first decided we were going to be living together i was on my own he was on his own we both did everything right Right. so i thought if we don't have a conversation the expectations are going to be there right he's going to have certain expectations of what i'm going to do i'm going to have expectations of what he's going to do and when they're not met we're going to start having arguments and fights yeah, that's. I mean, that's look around yeah. That's what's going on, right? It's nothing, you know, so we sat down, we literally sat down and wrote on a piece of paper, all the things that need to be done in a home, practical things like yeah. cooking, laundry, dishes, grocery shopping, cleaning the house, you know, taking out the garbage, looking after the car, like we listed everything. And we just said, okay, if you had your choice, if we wanted, to, you know, split this evenly. So, you know, we feel like we're both cooperating and and creating the home that we want if you had your choice what would you choose so we started with that preferences now in our case it worked out really well because our preferences were different right he said well I'd much rather cook than clean I said I'd rather clean than cook we got a deal like it's like you know (laughs) and it worked like that for everything right so it worked out really well now so we said okay so so it was never like Oh, I'm cooking again when is he ever going to cook or I was in the past relationship where the laundry basket just kept getting higher and higher and I would think well is he ever going to do the laundry like does he or the garbage like is he ever going to put out the garbage it has to be me all the time again never spoken no agreements expectations right very different when you've got the agreements because now it's like I don't have to think about the meals. I, he doesn't have to think about whether he's going to have clean clothes or a clean house. It's just taken care of. It's just right. so much more peaceful. So we can do that in our relationship, even if it's, you've been in it for a while. Yep. Again, you can start a conversation and say, you know what I, you know, I'm, I'm just so grateful you know, for our relationship. I love you a lot. And I, I want to look at how we can make it even better. Right. So I'd love to have a conversation with you around, you know, what's working well for you. What would you like to see? different, and, and again, great agreements, yeah. right? Well, I, think,
0: the- I think also it would be important to have, maybe in your agreement, like a time where you're gonna check in on those. Like, yes. how's this working? Is this really,
1: like we agreed to it, but does it still feel good? Or exactly. do we need exactly. to adjust things? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, because we did say that at the end of when we had it all agreed, we said, now we'll see how this goes. And yep. we didn't say we'll check in in a week, or we didn't like create an appointment for it. But we made an agreement. This was right. another agreement that if you ever feel like this isn't working, um, then then take the responsibility and speak up. Don't be afraid mm-hmm. to say it's not working. And at one point, this was many years ago, my husband did say, you know, I'm feeling like, you know, cooking every day just seems to be a lot and I'm not sure I want to do three meals. A or a or, day, He was cooking dinners, I was working outside of the home at the time. I don't think i want to do this all the time so i agreed to do it on the weekends yep. when i was home because i you know so we changed it so nothing's carved in stone the, the whole intention is to create peace and harmony in your relationship so if you're not feeling peaceful and harmonious inside of you it's your responsibility to speak up in a loving right. way yeah right and then you just change the agreements and make new ones as yeah you grow definitely. together
0: yeah we my partner my husband and i created agreements in the beginning also and I feel like we haven't checked in on those in a while <laughs> different yeah. you know than how you did it but still sure. like there was like it, it gave you something to say like hey remember how we agreed and like it doesn't feel like we're doing that right now like we would bring it back to that right agreement right. um yeah. if something came up um But I know that you have a book. Does your book
1: talk about this or? Well, the book is... Talk about your book. Talk about my book. Okay. My my book um, is called Magnify Your Magnificence, Your Pathway to the Life and Relationships You Truly Desire. Now, the book was created um, before I started working actually with uh, specifically on relationships and boundaries. And there is a connection, although it's not like I'm talking about agreements or this yeah. and that. It's kind of interesting because um, I don't know if you or, or all the people in your audience know about channeled messages or information that comes through people or whatever. Um, but this is what, how this book came to be. It kind of was information that came through me and I recorded it. But what's interesting about it is that each of the messages, they're very, very powerful. They're filled with a lot of wisdom. I've learned from them as well. But they're all really focused on helping us to really connect with our inner truth, the magnificence of who we are. Even the title came to me because I asked for a title. I didn't want to try to come up with one. And it's so... Each of the messages has, has a, um, a information that helps us connect with who we are. There's information in there about healing from past wounds, around looking at negative self-talk, um, looking at our self-love, all that kind of stuff. And they all have exercises with them as well that can help us to integrate the messages. Because if you just have information but you don't know what to do with it, it just it doesn't change yep. your life, right? right. So I, I really loved how it came through that way. So it's definitely aligned with, um, feeling happier and more peaceful with yourself and be able to extend that into your relationships. Absolutely. Great. Well, I think when you're
0: happier, peaceful with yourself, you're more able to have these kinds of conversations yes. with someone yes. that you're yeah. in relationship with.
1: Yeah, and that's why they say, yeah. you often hear that little line that says, you can't give what you don't have or you can't love someone if you don't love yourself. Or, you know, that those kind of lines. Right. There's truth to that, and if, you, if you're having difficulty having compassion for someone else because you're not giving it to yourself or if you judge other people a lot, you probably have a lot of self-judgment too. So when yeah. we start to, to deal with our own stuff, it's amazing when you heal, how you start to see the woundedness in other people in the simplest things. Like it's like these neon lights are going on all over the place, and they they don't even see it, but you right. can see it, from, but not from a place of judgment you see, you can see their pain. You can, you can, even though they might be acting in ways that people would judge as really mean or nasty or whatever, you can really see the wounded child inside of them. That's just wanting love. Like we all do. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely.
0: So for people to
1: get the book, they can go to your website. Yeah. I've got a a link on my website that uh, even has a little bit of, um, the prologue there's a little bit they can read from from the book right there if they want to do that before deciding if they want to buy it or not and it's very reasonable i mean i think it's still on i've never changed the price in i don't know four or five years i think it's 333 for the digital and eleven eleven for the paperback it's very reasonable
0: it is i was on your website and i saw 333 and yeah <laughs>
1: there, there's a reason for that too because that was I, the time not- i was awakened yeah yeah that was the time in the morning I was awakened when the first message came through. So it was significant to me.
0: Nice. Okay. So magnifyyourmagnificence.com is the website for people where they can find the book. And you also have a um, free download on creating boundaries, creating healthy boundaries.
1: Yes. And learning how to say no. Because I found that was one of the things people um, would tell me was the most difficult. They were like, I don't know how to say no. You know, they didn't have the words. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to put something together. I think there's about seven different scenarios where somebody might make a request of you that you want to say no, but you don't know how. So I actually give words and scripts and, and I, but I tell people, you know, you obviously you have to change the words around. So it's the way you speak, but it's a great template to start from. And people have found that very, very helpful. So yeah, people can download that for free on my website. That's great. And I think, um,
0: it sounded like the book, there's work to do in the book. So that's one of the important things is to not just to do the get work. the book, but <laughs> do the work as
1: well. That's not crazy. just get the book and read the book, but do the work as exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. And to not try to rush through it, like take your time. I mean, I've gone through the book more than once and done the exercises myself because it doesn't really matter where we are on our life journey. There's yeah. always deeper levels where we can take ourselves. And get to know ourselves on a deeper level, heal on a deeper level, learn how to love on a deeper level, all that kind of stuff. So every time you would go through it, uh, you're going to have a different experience.
0: That's great. I find that um, for myself, too, with one of the books that I wrote, if I'm reading something or telling somebody about it, it's like, oh, I need to do that. Yes.
1: Um, Absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's, it's good to go back to some of those things and also to see... Like if you've gone through the book once, then to see where you've come since that time, I would think is is interesting to observe for yourself of this is where I was, this is where I am, and this is the work I still have to do.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. That's powerful. So I know you also work with people um, via like in person or in person digitally maybe yeah, coaching and mentoring. Yeah. So talk <laughs> yeah. about that a little bit so that people understand how they can be in touch with you for that as
1: well. Sure. Well, if anyone wants to even just connect with me and just uh, talk, um, I, they can go to talkwithmarisa.com. Marisa has one S in it. <laughs> not two. Um, and, and we can have a complimentary session together where I can help you really uncover what might be going on in a relationship that you're struggling with. Um, maybe help you see some things that you don't see and give you some ideas on you know where you can go and if you we feel that we want to work together then you know I can tell you how we can do that but of course I I'm not into the pressure stuff about well if you really cared about yourself and yeah uh, that kind of <laughs> stuff <laughs> Is that- I don't like it when people do that to me no. <laughs> so it, it, you know it's just an opportunity really to see where you're at and, and see whether or not we would be a good fit to work together but um, yeah so I work privately I also do um, I have a group program which I'm probably going to run again soon I'm just putting some things together for that so those are the ways people can work with me or they can even just join my um, free Facebook private Facebook group where I offer a lot of valuable content I do Facebook lives um, we talk about different things in the group as well so they can find and that's magnify your magnificence it's all the same name so they can find that on okay Facebook. I'll put
0: that link in the show notes as well as the um, other links so that people sure. can find that okay. so I'm kind of going to go back to the beginning but how did you discover for yourself that this was the work that you wanted to do
1: yeah well, I certainly didn 't start here um, my My path started actually as a preschool teacher, and I was just looking at the the year and i 'm thinking, oh my gosh, it was over forty years ago and I became an element a preschool teacher and then I went back to school and got my degrees in teaching and all of that and became an elementary school teacher so i 've always had um, a love for kids and and I believe that part started because growing up like i said in a, in a very challenging uh, environment. I wanted to create a safe and loving space for kids. That was really what drove me to, to want to teach. And so I taught for many years. And then at one point, I left the system and started my own holistic private school for the kids that were just not um, fitting into the system. And, and I loved that, but that that ended and then I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And what led me here was I found that I was just always, people were always coming to me and asking me, for advice around relationships because yeah. um of even because of the relationship I have now which has been almost 20 years it's just you know an incredible relationship so I was just naturally coaching and mentoring and helping friends and family. And even through my teaching days, I was always helping the students learning how to deal with the conflict and how to connect with who they were and deal with all the stuff going on. And so I've always had this passion for helping people just see how wonderful they are, no matter what people are saying, whether they were little kids or adults or the parents that I was working with. And so Over time, I realized that this is just a natural gift that I have, and when my husband and I decided to leave Canada and wanted to live abroad, it just made sense to create something that I could do, that I could work from anywhere in the world and work with anyone in the world, and so I started putting together uh, this client journey and program that I could help people to do what I've done, And, and part of it was, again, because of my own trauma and healing from it and recognizing um, you know how amazing it is when you can go from I had mentioned to you where you know I didn't have such great feelings about my father growing up and even as a young adult I I I didn't feel good going home to visit because it was a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress around it but over the years by doing the healing work that I did I was able to come to a place of true forgiveness for my dad true understanding and compassion and went from hating him to loving him so much that I was by his side his last two months of his life he died in 2015 and I just thought I want people that are struggling with family relationships to know that it doesn't really matter what it looks like Mm -hmm. there's always a possibility for it to evolve into something that you really desire. It's not a guarantee because again, there's certain situations when people do need to walk away. And, you know, I guide people with that too, to yeah. know whether you're walking away because you don't want to de- face your own demons type sort of thing, or are you walking away because it's the safe thing that you need to do for yourself? Right. So that's a yeah. delicate line, right? But in my case, it wasn't like I was continuing to be you know, abused by my father like I was in the past. He, was, he still had that kind of harsh personality at times, but I didn't take things personally like I did before because I right. could understand what was really going on. So I wasn't being hurt like I would have been if I hadn't done the work. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, definitely. So, so that's what kind of drove me to focusing on families and, and couples. and Because, again, our family relationships, they're so important to us. And, and they're so powerful and they're so impactful and they, they impact every area of our lives. If your family relationships are, are not good, it it influences even, you know, your family, like in your case, you've you've got a relationship obviously with your partner, but if your relationship with siblings or your own parents isn't going so well, it comes into your relationship with your spouse too, Right. right? It affects your work your ability to concentrate yeah. in whatever's going on at work. So if we can heal our, ourselves and our family relationships, it just, I mean, anything's possible to live yeah, with definitely. more peace and love.
0: Yeah. That seems like a good place for us to like <laughs> wrap up, like ending on peace and love. Um, yeah. Anything else that we haven't talked about that you wanted to share with people before we
1: close out? Just one little big thing that I really (laughs) like to like to say and I actually did a Facebook live on it yesterday, because it's something that a lot of people, when they first hear it, they don't buy it, they struggle with it, but if, if you really reflect on it, there's a lot of truth to it. I truly believe that everyone, us and everyone, no matter how they show up in the world, no matter how they act, is doing the best they can. With the tools they have with their level of consciousness with their awareness they're doing the best they can even though it doesn't look like it yeah right so that's something i like to leave people with to just kind of explore if you were to actually look at somebody as that's the best they can do like i did with my dad he he was not capable of showing up any differently but that changed our relationship dramatically and then you know what's interesting it started changing Just in terms of the way he was responding to me. And that's the beauty of it. Like I think I mentioned earlier, when you change how you are, when you're in that peaceful healed space, it, it makes a difference to the people around you. It really does. It's worth taking that inner journey. Right. Yeah. You did say that earlier. And, and I believe that that's
0: really true. Like how you're showing up affects everybody else. Yes. And so if you're showing up from that place of love and you've done the work and have done a lot of healing for yourself, it just changes all the dynamics around you.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure. Very powerful. So I want to remind people that they can um, find Marisa's book for 333 on her website. (laughs) And um, the um, free book, Creating to create healthy boundaries on the website also and that's magnifyyourmagnificence.com and um, we'll have all the links that we've talked about today in the show notes for people to just click and get there easily I want to just thank you for being here and talking with me it's so cool that you can be here from Colombia and um, we can have this conversation from different parts of the world so thank you
1: you're welcome it was a pleasure
0: Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary womanpreneur. And I hope that you'll join our community on Facebook, Visionary Womenpreneurs, and join the conversation. I look forward to seeing you on our next show. Make it a great day.